This is Ronan, Rocky Mountain Pro Superstar and Professional Wrestling's only true vampire. And you are listening to RMP Radio, where pro wrestling is elevated. RMP Radio is back on the air. Hi, I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, a.k.a. Artie, for this very special episode. And I've got some uh, fellow fans that have become friends, that have become family, part of the RMP faithful. I've got Annie and Jason. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you doing, Artie? Doing good. Doing just fine. So uh, glad to finally have you guys both on. I know I've been pestering you for for a while, and uh, you know this is uh, like I said, RMP Faithful, RMP Radio, kind of a more relaxed, uh, fun podcast of all the multiple podcasts that I do. So the first question I've got for both of you is, how did you guys get? Um, first of all, hooked into the world and of uh, and interested in the wacky world of uh, professional wrestling. You want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm older, I guess. Uh, I grew up in the 80s, and uh, I was around for, like, the Hogan and, uh, you know, Sheik and Piper. And, and uh, I spent the night at a friend's house one night. And uh, on a Saturday, I think it was a Saturday or maybe it was a Sunday morning, he turned on uh, Superstars. Mm. And I'm like, what the hell is this, you know? And we watched it, but it was... Uh, it was right after Jimmy Snuka jumped off the top of the cage <laughs> on Don Morocco at Madison Square Garden. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then, like, a couple weeks later, I was at his house again, and he turned on NWA World Championship Wrestling. And the second the Road Warriors came out, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I was done. Just, <laughs> yeah, I've been a huge fan ever since. Awesome. Yeah, and I grew up in the 80s as well, and just, I can't even ever remember a time when we weren't watching wrestling. It just goes back to even before my memory starts, just I grew up in a house with brothers, and uh, it was just anytime it was on, that's what we were watching. My dad was a huge (laughs) Bobby the Brain Heenan (laughs) fan, and I mean, just... You know, my brothers were into Hulk Hogan and Sting and everything else, and uh, just... Yeah, I I can't even remember not being into it. There was a period like in the mid 90s where I was busy being a teenager and I didn't really care about wrestling there for a few years. And then when I got to be about 17, uh, the Attitude Era was starting and came around again and we just kind of got full force into it. And that's actually kind of how I got to know Jason. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a whole group of us that would get together on Monday nights, me, my brothers, and a few other friends, and his little sister, and that's kind of how he and I got to know each other was over Monday Night Raw. (laughs) Awesome. And and this was uh, back in the Midwest, right? That's where you guys are from? Yeah, back in Iowa. Yeah, Yeah. we're from Iowa. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, So, well, then kind of a a double-edged question. Uh, How did you guys uh, make yourselves uh, the way out here to Colorado? 
Oh, uh, work and change of scenery and just kind of decided to give it a go. We knew some people out here and just uh, decided to move out here about 10, 11 years ago. All right. And then how did you find independent wrestling? And was uh, RMP the first independent promotion you found? Or, well, in this case, it would have been NRW because you guys are a little little ahead of me in your fandom of independent wrestling. Uh, yeah, it was like... Uh... Hell was it? it would have been like 2015. I was in a Walmart over on Sheridan Boulevard, and uh, I was flipping through wrestling DVDs, and somebody had stuck like a, a like a postcard sized flyer for Milestone Five, and uh, they had Al Snow and um, Chavo Guerrero that year. Yeah, and I saw and I saw it, and I was like, I can drive like ten blocks and see Al Snow. I'm totally going, and. Uh, <laughs> Anne was working in a bar up in Evergreen at the time. She was managing a bar, so she could never, like, get weekends off and stuff. So I called a buddy of mine, and I'm like, dude, uh, you know, Alan Chavo are going to be, like, five blocks. You know, let's go. So we went, and he didn't care for it. He kind of got snotty. He wasn't as good as WWE. But, uh, yeah, for, like, I don't know, about six months after that, I kept watching the show on YouTube on Thursdays on the NRW Charged. And, uh... Yeah, and I just kind of, I kind of stuck with it, and like, yeah, months later, uh, I was watching an episode, and Mario come out, Mario Vanger came out and did his like first sugar free promo, where he finished with "Come with me if you want to live sugar free." Yeah, and it was at that point I was like, I gotta start going to shows, I gotta see, start seeing this, and I went by myself for a while because nobody else wanted to go, and Anne had to work, but eventually she changed jobs and started getting her weekends off, and. Yeah, it's been five years we've been going steady. Yeah, so uh, NRW was doing a little, pun intended, guerrilla marketing by putting the flyers in the magazines. It turned out it was Zero Cool that did it. Yeah. We found out. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. And I, oh. uh, yeah, I know, um, I know I've told this story again, but it may be a good thing to uh, tell again. I, I found uh, NRW at the time. I was... My my beginning point was when NRW one week before they changed to Rocky Mountain Pro, uh-huh. so so I found a flyer at Starfest that they okay. left on the freebies table, and it was for the Nighthawk uh, Brewing uh, yep. company yep. there. That was that was the first event that I went to for uh, NRW, and when the Gorillas threw a keg at one the, their opponents and it it rolled and hit that uh, the guardrail. I, yep. That's when I got hooked. I was like, "Oh, this is fun!" And then I've been independent, going to independent shows ever since, too. Well, wasn't that the night uh, Stephen Ashburn jumped off the balcony? I do not remember if that was the case. Okay, all right. It would have been him and Tyler Stinson yeah. versus uh, the Left Coast Gorillas. I might have to go look at my see if I can find my pictures. Just, okay, all that right. was that was still when I had an iPhone four. So that's how long ago that <laughs> oh, you know, well, that was. Wasn't- not very long ago. No, it's funny. Uh, this week I got on Facebook one morning and it popped up in my memories that it was the fifth anniversary of my very first show. And I only took one picture at that show. And it was uh, Titus in the middle of the ring with a Naya and hoodie right next to him. And just, uh, it's so funny. It pops up every year. And I'm like, who knew that it would 
turn into this. <laughs> I was being obsessed. Yeah, good memories. Four Point Cartel. Yeah, they were. Oh yeah, crazy. Great yeah. stuff. And uh, you know, we should. We wouldn't be. Uh, I'd be amiss if I would. Uh, you know, seeing hoodies uh, getting back, finally getting back into the ring and. Hoodie versus Austin Reddick at uh, LLL in May, right? Yeah. That that right there should sell tickets. Yeah, that should be Definitely. that's gonna be wild. Yeah, the uh those two. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> two two grizzled two grizzled veterans. Yeah, Hootie's one of the greatest, man. I, yeah. Yeah, we might have to find a way to make it to that show. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh so what have been some of um like your favorite moments and interactions and just kind of the whole genre, the whole gambit of, uh, um, you know, your fandom wow. and, uh, and, uh, RMP. Oh shit. The entirety of milestone seven. Oh yeah. Uh, the first time, the first time we actually got to meet Al snow, uh, at the pre-show VIP thing the night before. Right. Curtis, Curtis Cole talked to me into climbing to the top rope of the ring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Al- Allie called you out on that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, Mario won both the heavyweight championship and the charge championship. Yeah. When the match was over, got right out of the ring, came over, gave Ann and I big hugs. And then, of course, the main event, Matt and uh, Hoodie in the, ch- in the cage. Uh, that, that, that whole night was just incredible. There was one night, Ali Gato, I don't remember who she was wrestling, probably ING. Angel Trinity, but she was wrestling somebody, and I'm in the front row cheering her on. Go, Allie, get her! And she comes over and starts like mocking me. Yeah, get her, Allie, get her! Yeah, uh-huh. I lost. It was so funny. <laughs> and then, yeah, every time Ty just talks trash about me on TV. <laughs> <laughs> he he talks. I know he's even gotten at me too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Andy? Oh, man. Uh, I second everything you said about Milestone 7. That kind of still stands alone as, like, one of the greatest shows uh, that we've ever been to, just beginning to end. It was just incredible. Uh, Tons of other memories. Oh, man. Uh, There was one night at the Rack House where... uh, Dustin and Zero pulled my friend April and I into the ring for a dance competition. And I was just, I had had just enough alcohol in me that night to actually get in there and do it. And uh, I don't know, that was crazy fun. And then Max Larson jumped in there and knocked us all out by doing the worm and, you know, made us all look terrible. <laughs> and I don't know, I just always laugh about that night. But, oh, yeah, man, just plenty of memories, plenty of just killer matches where I, I'm still surprised time after time. The night Atiba won the title, yeah. uh, I kind of lost my mind. It was just so uh, unexpected and, and out of nowhere. And then, of course, last year at the Pepsi Center when Dustin beat Marlon for the title, cheating or not, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I didn't think they were going to put the belt on Dustin yet. And I was just so proud of him. We just love that guy mm-hmm. in the ring and out of it. And he's just killing it as champion. But I, I lost my mind. It was, uh, I was just so happy for Dustin. Uh, yeah. Mar- <laughs> Marlon's girlfriend, uh, Carrie, I think was her name. Yeah. 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 yeah she was, standing, she was standing right next to us. And when they rang the bell, she turned around and looked at it. And saw like just the absolute shock on her face, and she's like, "You should see you guys right now. It's so funny." 
No, and last year at Milestone, you know, in the midst of uh, all the COVID bullshit and everything, we hadn't seen everyone in six months, yeah. and uh, Mario made his surprise uh, return, yeah. uh, Mario. you know, at the end of the main event with Dustin and Danger Dean and stuff, and we were just, oh, we lost our minds, and a few of the wrestlers were like, we were watching you guys the entire time, we knew yeah. that, uh, you know, shit was gonna go wild when mario made his return and everything and uh he came out and talked to us in the parking lot after yeah. the show it was great to see him again love and, you mario. Uh, yeah with love you mario and uh yeah it, those are just a few of them there are so many there are oh, dozens more you know too yeah. many to talk about today yeah since you guys have been uh, around uh longer than i have with uh uh, RMP slash NRW. What have uh, been some of the uh, interesting things that you've seen on the evolution of of, of the company? If you from you know basically from where they've uh, had the events uh, to kind of like where they are, you know, and had to make all these, you know, of course this year had to make these changes stuff like that. You got hold any special um, places for uh, in your heart for the, where they've been all this time? Oh. Man. Well, the changes have just been night and day since we started watching. It was, you know, I remember when I first started getting into it and I, you know, I'm just looking online for anything on social media, on their website. And I'm like, other than just the charge shows, there isn't that much to like check out in terms of like behind the scenes and mm-hmm. learning more about the wrestlers. And now there's so much uh, that I can't even yeah. take it all in with, you know, the evolution of the Twitch stuff and just, yeah. you know, so- media across all platforms and especially you know when we started going it was at the grudge training center you know just kind of a little mma gym up the street from where we live and now having seen them in uh the pepsi center and at the denver museum of art and, oh geez you know, yeah bars and you know uh the quarry i'm gonna miss the quarry miss for the rest the of my life this new place they're doing the shows you know uh and it the academy is. is cool it is what it is for right now but the quarry is always just gonna uh, hold a very special place in my heart yeah and especially like you mentioned uh uh milestone seven i mean that was a hot crowd for for the the quarry oh I mean. man it was incredible yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think there were at least, you know, 300 people in that little place that day. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was awesome because I was also that year was part of the uh, Jeffco uh, Fairgrounds uh, Festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so um, speaking of that, did you guys uh, partake in any of the events uh, before uh, the show? Because that was that Saturday night and it was all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, did you guys particular partake in any of that or? Well, we went to like the VIP thing the night before, right. like he was saying with you know Al Snow and Eugene, and yeah. uh, and I, I, there's another moment from that night that always makes me chuckle. You know, we're going around getting everything signed, and uh, Stephen Ashburn, who we'd always been booing for, I've got my little Stephen Ashburn picture, and he kind of we'd never really had a conversation with him before, even though we always sat with you know kind of near his parents and would shoot the shit with them, but he yeah. was kind of like. Do you want me to sign your stuff? (laughs) (laughs) You know what this is. Of course I want you to sign my shit. And I'll be, you know, booing like crazy tomorrow night. Come on, man. So, uh, yeah, we did the VIP event, but we didn't really get into, you know, the county fair or anything like that, really. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I went to um, that uh, the VIP that that night too. That was fun. I got. I think I got after got there after you did a little bit because I had to um, coordinate getting there with Nicole and and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that was that was fun. And you know, being inside that cage too was was yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Being in being in that ring, and I I did a couple of that stuff for the the fair. I think I went to see the reptile show, which you know I'm a big turtle guy, so that was that was kind of fun and seeing that and everything. But that that whole weekend was was night, and you know I'm kind of hoping that we can maybe I've been kind of poking Matt a little bit about you know trying to do some of those VIP meet and greet types things when we maybe we get those big events depending on you know where where the location is. You know, yeah, if, we, if we can get we get a location that we can get a lot of fans in, um, you know, as things are uh, loosening up, tightening up, things are getting things are getting better, things are getting brighter, that kind of stuff. So, kind of hope yeah. hopefully we can do that kind of stuff because that that's always fun. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. That's like the other good thing is like, you know, we got to meet Al Snow and Stephen Richards mm-hmm. and D'Lo Brown and just it's like, man, guys, I just loved back in the 90s you know yeah. it's just like guys it's just it's been so much fun yeah we text pictures uh of these pictures of us hanging out with uh d'lo brown and these kind of guys back to our buddies the old wrestling crew from the 90s back home and they just can't yeah. believe it. they think it's yeah. so cool yeah you know the, the, speaking of, of them uh it has been so fun uh personally for me to uh just because what i do in in the business to pick al snow's brain and it's, oh, absolutely. Uh, oh my gosh i'm like wow <laughs> some of the things yeah. i some of the things that i've never thought about what they could apply to to what i'm doing and uh-huh. it's amazing so yeah and he's such a smart guy he's such a great dude yeah and, and you know and, and then you know, along with everything else too just you know making these uh making these connections uh with everybody uh like like to yourselves the the uh-huh. wrestlers uh you know sometimes even when you need help with something they they come through, uh, you know, like oh, yeah. my my car was broken down and Zero Cold picked me up and took me to a show. <laughs> that was fun because he just lives up the block from me, so or a couple, a couple blocks yeah. away from me. So it's it's it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, a few years ago at the Rack House, it was like around my birthday, and he comes up and he's like, "It's your birthday, yeah?" And I'm like, "Yeah, Zero, you know." And he's like, "Here," and he hands me like a a personal, uh, you know, a personally made like Zero Cool, not Zero Cool, uh, Two Cool Dudes t-shirt like just for me and i'm like oh yeah. man <laughs> yeah one of, cry. And one of a kind yeah 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 there you go yeah but yeah. yeah you were talking before too about like you know the evolution of the company i mean i think that's the best part is like the evolution of like the guys and the gals who like do all the wrestling you know watching them grow and just like curtis cole you know watching him get better like every month and watching Live with Grimm getting better every month or every show. And that's been like, you know, watching Royce Isaac going from being a tag team with Cody Devine to being a tag team on AEW. You know, I mean, that that's the best part for me. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. See like filter get better every week, you know? Yeah. We're filters proud like wrestling aunt and uncle yeah, just when watching that guy since before he even began really yeah. and just he's going places and yeah watching jumbo watching all these guys yeah yeah when, when filter literally was filter you know he was vince russo's yeah. filter yeah <laughs> you know 
it's uh it's it's uh, yeah it is great uh because you know it's yeah for for you guys it's uh going on uh six years for me it's going on five uh so yeah it's it's great to see these guys and like you said and, and seeing seeing some of these people like you know some of the like you said royce uh you know of course also too don't forget about his nwa stuff <laughs> Uh, yeah, wild cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen is hearing Jim Coronet <laughs> calling a Royce Isaacs match. Yeah, like, oh man, how cool is that? Yeah, how does that feel, Jim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, so true. Uh, yeah, so um, you know, would you also too agree with me that? Uh, because of the evolution and, you know, now with, uh, of course, Rocky Mountain Pro being the official wrestling partner of, of Twitch, that Rocky Mountain Pro can basically rival, um, you know, pretty much a, a, a national company just because of what they do and uh, with the Twitch, you know, versus, you know, yeah. a, 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 one of the programs that are like on a regular TV cable channel. And and just the quality of storylines too, and and the things that I, and being invested in these guys and gals. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The worldwide Twitch platform, and just you know how many more fans they have now, as compared to when it was just you know the little yeah. local YouTube show kind of yeah. you know what other companies around town are still kind of doing. Um, but yeah, just Matt's uh, pushing forward and really seeing the bigger picture and going for it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm excited uh, excited to see what's what's going to be next. I mean, we've got a lot of uh, next, of course, for especially this year after what last year you know handed handed them. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited. What what if you guys um had a had a wish list of uh, what uh, maybe we could see. Uh, for the next year for RMP, what would you like? What would you like to see? Would it be a uh, let's get back into the Pepsi Center? Would it be like to maybe hit some other spots around town, or you know, what would you any any thoughts or desires that you like to see? Yeah, I mean, the Pepsi Center would be great uh, for what it is. I don't know that they could consistently, you know, do shows at the Pepsi yeah. Center, but the way they rolled it into you know the Mammoth Game right. and. Uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, thousands of people to stick around. I was kind of disappointed in the first show that uh, that they did at the uh, Mammoth Game two years ago or whenever it was, a year and a half ago. They weren't plugging it during the Mammoth Game, so they didn't get nearly as many people to stick around. Yeah. And then when they saw, uh, you know, what it was, it's like, okay, we get it. And then last year they did it right, and they were, you know, uh, mm-hmm. playing the promos uh, during the game yeah. and, you know, really enticing people to stick around and that made all the difference and made a whole lot of new fans man i would just be really happy to have shows kind of being back to the pre-covid normal and uh being able to have more than 25 or 40 people or whatever it is just that's what i'm really looking forward to i don't know that i have a wish list i just kind of sit back and enjoy whatever they give me you know (laughs) absolutely yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, and I don't, you know, and, and kind of what you also too alluded to, uh, the uh, amount of views, viewings uh, happening on the Twitch uh, platform for Rocky Mountain Pro, and then, of course, with one of the other uh, podcasts that I do that I'm actually filling in for right now for uh, AEW, for example, and I get we have to I've go over the TV ratings, and every Wednesday night between NXT and AEW, there's and we're just talking about just those two, just on Wednesday night. Anywhere from 1.3 to 1.4 million people are viewing. So there's so 
so the yeah so that I still think there's the audience uh, for 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 professional wrestling. It, you know, it may not be as big as it was, you know, like in the Attitude Area era, and it was, uh, you know, the big pop culture thing. But I think it's still a part of entertainment that people are oh, excited yeah. to see. Oh, and, definitely. And yeah. even even the casual viewer can, it, you know, if it's done right, which you know, of course, Rocky Mountain Pro does do with their their storylines and the things, and you can uh-huh. get right in there and not necessarily be a uh, you know, extreme watcher and follower, but you can get in there and, and understand the, this, the, you know, cliche, the typical, you know, face versus heel storyline yeah. that goes back centuries, you know, back to the, you know, D dastardly, you know, tying up the heroin on the, uh, train tracks, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, all that, all that stuff. You know, I, I think that I think it's definitely something that's uh, doable for for RMP and you know for all the all the other local promotions too. Once um, things get things get going too, we got to yeah. of course give give them a, a shout out because you know everything you know it's all kind of works together. It's a, it's a big community, and you know we all know each, everybody. We know all know people that are interested in, in all different types of things and different companies. And there's a, a flavor of ice cream that everybody will enjoy. It's just a matter of tasting and figuring out what Absolutely. what you do. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's funny, like, you don't realize how many people really like wrestling. Everybody knows what it is. Everyone knows what it's about. And uh, it's so funny when I meet new people and they eventually find out that I'm into this whole, like, wrestling fandom thing. Every one of them has, you know, oh, I used to watch this guy and this guy. And, oh, we watched that stuff growing up. And, oh, really? They do that around Denver? I should really check that out. And, uh, you know, I... There are always people that uh, you know want to go to a show. It's just a yeah. matter of getting them to go to a show. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, because that's that's the that's the thing that uh, I know you and uh, Jason and myself, as well as the guys and the gals actually doing the work. That is the yeah. hardest thing sometimes to do is to get people to come. And I know oh, there's yeah. a lot. There's lots of great memes out there to uh, kind of uh, hopefully play the uh, pity card on people to get them to come, you know? <laughs> well, our little group has doubled in the last year. Yeah. We've been getting one of our friends to come along, oh. and now we got two guys who have come to pretty much every show in the last year with us. So, I yeah. mean, uh, it's growing. Yeah, 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 you're doing – yeah, you guys have both have definitely been doing your part. You've uh, brought a lot of people. We're trying. We're trying, man. Yeah, I know, I, know, I know you even had – you know, every once in a while you'll have somebody come for a, a show or two, and, you know, like you said, you do yeah. try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and a shout-out to April. We're going to get her back in the scene. Good, yeah. That that would be great. <laughs> got to uh yeah get her i know she, i know i think she, i feel like she in, enjoyed it i think she just is oh, just yeah, she, she loves it she's just got a you know a family and a kid and everything <laughs> else uh going yeah. on in life but yeah. yeah she's coming back good yeah that, that'll be great uh, so another thing that uh you know you and jason and myself we enjoy and uh when it comes to fandom and genre uh star trek Big Star Trek guys. Oh, <laughs> so, and it begins. <laughs> uh, and you know, and uh, at the time of this recording, uh, first contact day is not very uh, far away. Uh, I, in, in the Star uh, Trek, yesterday. I know. I think it's Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, if I'm not, if I'm correct in my thinking, but because uh, they're going to do a big thing on StarTrek.com. But uh, what was the uh, first episode that of Star Trek that you that you saw? Do you remember which one it was? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like my dad watched it like reruns when I was a kid, like in the late seventies and eighties, and I didn't care for it then, so I, I couldn't even tell you which was the first one I ever saw. Oh. Well, no, and I watched it as a kid. My mom was uh, really into the Next Generation, so I'd watch it with her kind of <laughs> casually, but I was never really into it. I knew about it, and I, I you know watched a bunch of episodes, but it wasn't something for me where it was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. This is just something I've come back to in the last Year. few years. Just uh, you know, the pandemic had a lot to do with it, but actually, uh, my buddy Josh, who's been coming to the RMP shows with us for about the last year, he was always into Next Generation and kind of convinced me to give it another try. So I did a watch through probably about three three years ago and then uh just kind of started it again actually right before the pandemic started and then when everything shut down and there was nothing to do i just kind of kept going <laughs> so uh from the beginning of last year up until i think november i watched every episode of every series every ever made movie. every movie every everything and jason kind of just begrudgingly <laughs> went along for the <laughs> ride and now he's threatening to like call up my brothers and make them fly to Colorado and stage an intervention because it's just <laughs> kind of like uh, taken over my life because there's been nothing else to do just wrestling in Star Trek. <laughs> now, and now, Annie, did you did you start at the very very beginning and start off with? The original series, oh. or did no? You, did you start I, I okay. kind of just started putting on the next generation again, uh, and went through that, and then it's like, oh well, now that's over with. What do I do now? Okay, let's watch Deep Space Nine, and it was just kind of something. Okay, I'll watch this, mm -hmm. and then uh, a couple of seasons uh, into Deep Space Nine, I kind of like became obsessed with that show in particular, mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah. then at, around that time, Picard came out and went through that, and then when Deep Space Nine was over, it's just like, okay, shit, here we go better watch voyager better uh kind of go through the original series at the same time and uh and uh kind of peppered in with discovery as it came out and uh and everything like that and i had to hunt down the animated series from the 70s like on on amazon or something i think it's out of print and i uh finally came across a dvd box set of that that one was a little tough to get through but uh but i did it yeah. and uh so yeah yeah, gotta be a completist here in our. <laughs> so, so with with next gen, did you did you start at episode one and counter at four point? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now, how did you uh, how did you watch? Did you watch uh, streaming? Did you watch on DVD? Yeah, Amazon, Amazon. Yeah, streaming. Except for those, you know, T O uh, or T A S. T A S. Yeah. DVDs I had to buy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just all on Prime and Hulu and all of that. Hard discovery. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Oh, um, so and you also too mentioned uh, Deep Space Nine. You got really hooked on that because I'm I'm gonna guess, take a wild guess, that you really got hooked and really got on it when it got started getting intense with, uh, with the, the with the Dominion and they brought Worf in and you know they started making uh, episodes that weren't self-contained. It was a story arc. Yeah, and that's when you really got hooked on it. Yeah, absolutely. And what I've read is a lot of other fans didn't like that because they like being able to drop in anytime they want and not having to follow the story and everything like that. Yeah. But yeah, when they brought in Worf and they got like heavier into the Klingon side of things, and then especially a season later when they brought in General Martok, who is like my second favorite uh, Star Trek character of all time. And uh, from the beginning, though, I, mine and Jason's favorite character in the Star Trek Nog. universe is Nog. He's the 
man. He had the best story arc from the beginning of his character being just an illiterate Ferengi scheming kind of little latchkey kid to becoming like a (laughs) Dominion war hero and losing his leg and having honor and just being a badass and, uh, so, yeah, he was a big part of that show for me, too. And really, just about every character on that show had great things. <laughs> the friendship between O'Brien and Bashir ended up being, like, beautifully endearing as it went on. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and Cisco, like, uh, I struggled in the beginning, sure. and Jason still does with his acting style, just as kind of terrible overacting, overdramatic. But I kind of decided early on to embrace it for what it is. And once I kind of got over that hump, uh, yeah. I really enjoy Avery Brooks Cisco, and uh, Cisco. Cisco's a great character. I just, Avery Brooks is a, not a good actor. That's my only, <laughs> I can't, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get you. I wanted to step back just a little bit. So um, what since you guys is uh, both your favorite character is Nog, what was it uh, like hearing the news that uh, Aaron Eisenberg passed away? Oh, oh it was heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, it was totally heartbreaking. And he had already passed away before I knew who yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, and okay. it was when I started watching and I'd seen a few episodes. I'm like, where did they find this kid? This kid is an incredible actor and he's so entertaining. And I didn't realize he was a grown man who yeah. had, you know, a kidney issue in childhood yeah. that stunted his growth or whatever it was yeah so that's when i really looked it up to find out who is this actor playing you know uh and i'm like oh he's a grown-up he's just small and oh god damn it he passed away like a year and a half ago that's so sad and all of the star trek fans just apparently adored him he was you know incredible on social media and at conventions Mm -hmm. and everything like that so yeah it's it's pretty heartbreaking yeah. And especially now with kind of the renewed interest, uh, yeah. you know, it would have been awesome to bring him back. Did you watch that uh, documentary that What We Left Behind? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. A few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where they would have gone with season eight with Captain Nog and all yeah. of that. And uh, yeah, just it's sad that we'd never be able to see that because I just wouldn't be able to accept any other actor no, as him. definitely. Yeah, and, and you did see also, too, they have a USS Nog in, um, is it? Uh, uh, the- yeah, the Eisenberg class Eisenberg, start. Yeah. Was. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was sure. a nice little uh, nod. Yeah. And 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 like you, you said, uh, he was uh, big with social media. He was actually a pioneer, I believe, uh, when it came to uh, before even social media was a, was a thing. I, I met him at, of course, lot, I do a lot of conventions, volunteer and, and stuff and things of that nature. And I met him at Starfest uh, years and years and years ago. And That's he cool. he had a website was called Trek Friends, I believe. And huh. his his the purpose of his the website was as he was going to these conventions, he was actually taking pictures of the fans that were coming up to get autographs from him. So he would do his autograph and said, that hi, I need something from you. I need you to. I need to take a picture of you, and I'm gonna put you put it on my Trek Friends uh, website. So he was, a, and I, you know, I got you know put on there too as well. And um, so, it, like I said, he, I think he was a pioneer. So he was kind of the he had his eye on that before it even happened. And and I know he also did. Um, I believe uh, he was in a podcast with uh, with uh, Sirik Lofton. Uh, I think they did. Um, a podcast cool. together and I don't I don't know what the status of it is right now but uh yeah so he was definitely a pioneer and it's uh it's huh. too bad that we've 
we've we've lost him uh you know as well as of course a, a lot of uh, a lot of people when it comes to the trek uh trek world uh lately but um you know some some of them are holding on which is which is great we got to cherish them for as long as we can you know oh, yeah absolutely. shatner turned 90 years yeah. old last week or something yeah yeah definitely <laughs> Uh, so what, it, what's, um, when it comes to the, uh, Star Trek, uh, universe, what's maybe one of your, uh, favorite episodes, if not like your favorite episodes of all of the series, maybe something that you could, you know, need, need a little pick me up or just something to watch real quick. What, what, what episode would you, uh, turn to? In the cards, oh. uh, which is, uh, that's the episode where, uh, Jake and Nog uh, are trying to get this, uh, what was it, like a, a Hank Aaron baseball oh, card yeah, for yeah. Cisco, and they're in the trenches of the Dominion War, and everyone is bummed out, and just, you know, life aboard Deep Space Nine is not going well. And in the process of making all these trades, uh, they kind of indirectly make everyone happy. It's like, oh, Chief O'Brien, I gotta go do this. Why don't you go kayaking in the hollow suites for a little bit? And, oh, Dr. Bashir, we need this from you. Okay, well, I'll do it if you can go get my teddy bear back from Lita. And at the <laughs> Uh, and they need something from Kira, so Jake has to write her a speech and write some jokes for her. And it just kind of, in the process of getting this baseball card, I don't know, It just it's kind of a feel-good episode, kind of in the middle of all kinds of uh, darker episodes uh, surrounding the Dominion War. And uh, I don't know, and it's incredibly quotable, the... Uh, what is it? The, <laughs> the soulless minions oh, of orthodoxy. It's uh, I don't know. It was just yeah, a great episode. Idea. That episode and take me out to the hollow suite oh. where they have baseball game <laughs> against the <laughs> uppity the Vulcan uh, Vulcan yeah. starship crew. And uh, those are probably a few of my favorite episodes. Just the lighthearted ones are always a lot of fun. Oh. What about you, Artie? Oh well, uh, you 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 gave one of them, and that was uh, definitely take me out to the hall suite because I'm definitely a big uh, oh, baseball yeah. fan. I try to post, I try to post that picture every every opening day because uh, <laughs> it is uh, it's just so fun and you know and and to manufactured uh, victories, you know that's <laughs> yeah, you know it's you know here here you know round <laughs> round of drinks on me, you know it's uh that was such a great <laughs> way. <laughs> What was that, Jason? Death to the opposition. Yeah, Worf's, Worf's, uh, yeah, Worf's uh, things uh, were just so, so Klingon, you know, reverse the call, reverse the call, you know, just uh, so, so uh, in, you know, in, in character. And oh, and then, um, you know, uh, uh, O'Brien, you know, what did you infuse the bubble gun? Scotch. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and then he got... Uh, and then he got uh, Julian uh, Bashir. He got uh, him uh, chewing on that uh, on that gum, and you know, kind of all right. Yeah, I could see it. It's you know, it was, it was oh, it was definitely good. And and you know, of course, uh, I'll go back. Well, you know, here it goes back to Nog. You know, Nog. Uh, um, you know, scoring that run. You know, the the one run. You know, with you know his dad, <laughs> bunting, uh, <laughs> bunting in a run. You know, uh, which is which is good. Yeah, I I like that. Um, I also do like uh, uh, Data's Day. Data Days. Oh, Data that's Day's, a great episode. It's fun. Yeah, especially, you know, especially since it, it called back to, uh, uh, you know, a measure of a man, basically, because it was a, 
Um, yeah. You know, it was a communique to the guy at Starfleet who wanted to take Data apart. You know, back way back yeah, then. Screw that, Bruce Maddox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was glad when he got killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's some of my favorites. Um, and then kind of answering my question, I asked you guys. Um, the first I do remember the first one, first episode I watched, and kind of really weird, but it was a uh, Chain of Command Part One. Right on. Uh, yeah, which it was. I thought that was a you know, and now looking back at it. I think it's a very interesting that that is what kind of caught me because it's such a, uh, a, a dreary episode because, you know, Picard gets captured and, 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 and everything. And then just, uh, you know, but, you know, of course we found out, you know, in part two, it's, you know, the, the moral, the, the two parter is to, you know, stick to your guns, you know, you know, stick to your beliefs basically. You know, don't let don't let somebody try to influence you, depending, you know, no matter what they are trying to do, what however they're trying to influence you. So yeah. that's that's the one of the biggest things, you know, and speaking of that, um, have you guys, uh, you know, that was the big thing when it came to the original series is they always had a moral to every story. And I think TNG did that towards the beginning. Uh, well, I think they pretty much did their entire things. And then DS9. Oh, yeah. Uh, tried to do it but then ds9 you know entertainment involved evolved and you know that's why ds9 had those story arcs it, it became a little more entertainment and um then i think you know voyager voyager was a little different they had a you know a main story plot you know try to get back home um and then i think enterprise kind of did a little bit of both they had the great entertainment and they also did try to tell those stories, you know, because you had a, a captain, Jonathan Archer, that was not perfect. He was fallible. He was he was trying to take these baby oh, steps. He's the beginning. reason for the prime directive. Yeah. Just all the terrible things he did. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was he had he had some tough, tough steps to, to take those first first steps and, and everything. Uh, and in, in my opinion, I mean. Uh, either of you uh, have any uh, like thoughts about uh, morals? Uh, you know, does some of these uh, uh, shows, episodes, kind of stand the test of time that, that you've seen? Oh, they definitely do. You were just talking about Measure of a Man, um, which, I don't know, that's definitely an interesting episode. And I'll watch YouTube videos once in a while where, like, lawyers will actually break down, you know, the trial of is Data, you know, a person or is he property and everything like that. And, uh, I don't know, there's certainly uh, allegories to slavery in that episode and uh, how we treat the least among us and... Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't go too deep into it. I kind of watch it more for the fun uh, aspect of it, and I just really enjoy it rather than looking too deep into any kind of uh, uh, moral lessons that go into it. But, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I can't really get into that too much. It's a little too early in the morning for me. <laughs> Jason, yeah, what do you what do you have to say? Uh, you know, like in TNG, some of my favorite episodes were like the Q episodes. Oh. Yeah. You know, his, his constant, like, uh, is humanity worthy kind of pitch pitches, you know. I, I, yeah, but, I, you know, I, I am mostly with Anne. Like, you know, I just look for the more lighthearted. Like, one of my favorite TNG episodes, uh, I can't remember the name of it. I want to say it's Deja Q, but it's the one where Q shows up and he doesn't have any powers. 
Right. Yeah, I, think, I believe you're right. That sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that one to me is it's it's funny and it's it's fun and I mean it does touch on that kind of where are we in the universe kind of thing a little bit, but yeah, I just I kind of go for the fun stuff. Yeah. Now, what do you uh, do? You see any kind of uh, little difference or just? Do you believe it's just kind of like an evolution of, I'm going to say, like, say the original type of the original, like, set of series? I'm basically going to say, uh, you know, the original series, Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, Voyager and Enterprise. Or let's say, well, let's say actually the the broadcast type shows versus now everything with Star Trek is, is um, now it's Paramount Plus, a, a.k.a. Yeah. CBS All Access. Um, I know you guys have been you've get catched uh, Discovery and Picard, uh, but do you guys see like any kind of difference in between the broadcasts? You know, even even a slight little difference of of you know storytelling things that they're trying that you feel that they're trying to do that's maybe a little different than than those set versus like I said the stuff that's the exclusives to the uh, to the streaming world. Oh, there's definitely a huge difference between the new Trek and like the Berman era and TOS. There we go. And, oh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, the well, Rick Berman Ber- era. Berman but, slash Roddenberry, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, Jason and I get into these discussions where he's like, why don't the nerds like Discovery so much? <laughs> and I talk about the purists who were like, oh, it doesn't represent Roddenberry's vision and Roddenberry didn't want to have interpersonal conflicts between the crew and Roddenberry didn't want this and that and this and that. But to me, it's all Trek. It's all good. It's uh, it's certainly... The well, there weren't as many, I mean... Uh, it, McCoy was, was just... constantly fucking with Spock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was a jerk. He was always messing it was with Spock. More like jabs and not breed, some green blood. Yeah. It was more just yeah jabs at each other rather than some kind of like deep seated ongoing hatred. I felt, yeah. but uh, yeah. I don't know. It's definitely different these days than it was back then. But I don't know. I love it all. I I just don't even give a shit. Yeah. Well, I don't love it all, but what I do love, I love. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Jason didn't care for Picard. Yeah, I didn't like Picard, and I didn't like Enterprise, and Voyager was kind of. I liked Janeway, and I liked the Doctor, but I didn't really care for any of the other characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I mean, I love I love the original series. I really like Spock. I really like Kirk. Uh, I love TNG because I love Picard and Worf and Data. Uh, and I like Deep Space Nine and Discovery. Those are the ones I really, really like. And like you, I'm looking forward to that Strange New Worlds. Uh, really looking forward to that. Yeah. And what what amazing things have come out from, you know, CBS uh, doing, you know, going with these uh, online ex- you know, exclusive series that – you know, without Discovery, we wouldn't probably not have Strange New Worlds because, I mean, um, Mount just killed the character. I mean, he just. Oh, yeah, that whole second season was just fantastic. And mostly because of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that show. Yeah. And I think they are, as of the time of this recording, I think they are actually in pre, at least pre-production. Of it. Yeah, I know they, they were just getting started maybe a month ago. Yeah. Maybe uh, three yeah, three or four weeks ago I read somewhere that they were just starting production on the show, which made me mad. I was like, ah! Yeah. Whole year and you haven't even started yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> Un- understandably, but 
you know, it's it's time that uh, we get uh, this going. And, you know, I, I, my, my hope is that we get because of all these series that they are starting with uh with paramount plus now uh for especially just star trek we should have a new episode of some kind of star trek every week there's no reason that they can't have between these three or four series they they can't have 52 episodes uh available between between all of them Yeah, Discovery, Strange New World, next season of Picard. They're doing that Nickelodeon yeah, cartoon, prodigy. that Prodigy that yeah. Janeway is going to be starring in. And and then, uh, and then Lower Decks. Yeah. Lower and Decks. Lower Decks, too. Which, have have, have uh, you yeah, any was, of that? I watched all of that. Yeah. I've been through that series a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, it's to be a little bit too much if you try and watch it all, like do a marathon in one day. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's kind of like a love letter to the fans. Just, yeah. uh, you know, there are so many references uh, to every other series that it, it, that kind of makes it fun to watch. And they make fun of themselves. And I swear they stole a lot of jokes from like yeah. the Star Trek shit posting uh, Facebook groups and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. I swear they linger in those groups and steal jokes. But I think it's fun. I mean, again, I'm not one of those snotty people about, like, Roddenberry's vision, the people who get all up in arms yeah. when, you know, people drop the word fuck on Discovery and just, oh, my God, and yeah. that they're clutching their pearls over it and everything. I just right. – I watch it because it's fun. I don't I don't care. I don't get yeah. too deep into that end of it. Yeah. You know, and, you know that is a that's a great that's a great hot topic because uh, for Discovery, I thought it was well placed, but then when the first time they used it in Picard, I thought it was a little forced. What do you? Yeah. What the do you think fucking hubris when he was with that admiral asking for a ship. Yeah, <laughs> was that the scene you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like it was a little forced, and it was like, oh, we've already seen this, you know, in Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Discovery, <clears throat> Discovery makes a whole bunch of sense of why why they used it because they are just. You know, you know they are just in such a unique situation, especially oh, now. Yeah. You know, with with, with discovery. Um, the only thing I didn't like uh, that I don't like about these series is I thought because of and I don't know if there was just they weren't going to be able to pivot, but because of the the pandemic, I thought they should have had uh, lower decks uh, be available for streaming a little sooner than it was when maybe this uh, pandemic first started to give people a little bit of. Uh, fun instead of you know instead of yeah. having you know instead of having a you know a, an intense series to to watch why you know because give give people in the escape but you know it, like I said it may have just not been a, something they could have pivoted on so 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 quickly yeah animation's tricky yeah but it's also something that can be done uh, remotely and all that stuff like yeah. that especially like te- since since uh, technology. Uh, is uh is is different because i know like for example we go back to original the uh, animated series a lot of these lines i know that the actors and actresses uh did remotely they uh they either phoned it in or they i think even even back then i think i think they had uh, isdn lines way if people know what isdn lines are basically pre-dsl and uh (laughs) they, they did they did it uh they did it through that, and so. But the only weird thing was, I know the actors have talked about this. Is the only weird thing is they didn't have anything to bounce off of when they did the lines, so it was tricky uh, to uh, to do inflection and things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. But 
<laughs> that whole show just kind of seemed a little bit uh well it was definitely low budget all uh, around just it, if yeah. you sit and watch you know a handful of episodes and uh in one day you notice that they're just reusing the same shots over and over again and yeah. uh yeah, it's pretty silly. But. And and reusing, I don't know if you know this, but reusing Scotty Duan because he did like a lot of the alien oh, yeah. voices. He did almost <laughs> every voice on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, what about you? Okay, you guys also did mention uh, you you've uh, watched all the movies too. Now oh, yeah. you've you seen the the original set and then the uh, Kelvin as well, all the Kelvin. Oh, yeah. all of them. The Kelvin verse, the next generation movies. Oh, yeah. Every one of oh, them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your favorite movie of um, say both sets or do you have one overall that, that you, that you like? Uh, mine overall would be first contact. And I can't really tell you exactly why. I don't know. I just always like that movie a lot. Uh, just the whole time travel aspect and defeating the Borg. And uh, I don't know. And I always liked uh, the voyage home, uh, the one with the whales. It's just, it's different than all the other ones. It's not very Star Trek ish. I like time travel episodes. I like time travel movies. I thought it was cool. Yeah. You know, just it's tying into the whole, you know, storyline that started with wrath of Khan. It just kind of keeps going. You know, they show up in their stolen Klingon, yeah. yeah, you know, a ship, and uh, they got to save the whales, and they're in the eighties, and it's fun, and it's cool, and whatever. Yeah, t- yeah, and two, two three, yeah, two, three, and four. They were they were a a trilogy basically. They they went yeah. from they it was a continuous story. Yeah, absolutely. And then in the Kelvin verse, I don't know. I liked Into Darkness because I, I I don't know. I'm a big uh, Cumber bitch. I think is the word. <laughs> uh, uh, benedict cumberbatch and yeah. i don't know a lot of the nerds didn't like it but i thought he was great as con i thought it was a fun movie it was exciting uh, the effects were good the action was good the acting i thought it was a cool movie yeah jason uh the one i like well, i mean i liked uh wrath of con i thought that one was really good but uh i like is it the undiscovered country mm-hmm. is that the one with the the peace treaty with the klingons yep, yep number six yeah yeah, with Christopher Plummer, wasn't it? Yeah, which we yeah, which we've I thought that one too. was really good. <laughs> I liked, I thought that one was really good. But I'm a, I'm a big nerd for the Klingons, the whole warrior lifestyle. You know, I, I like that too, and I like the first uh, uh, Kelvin one, the J, first J.J. Abrams one. I thought that one was pretty good. The first one, yeah. So yeah, with uh, getting getting all the origins, getting their the, yeah. the the new stories, the things that might be a yeah. little bit different than. Then we know from the, uh, you know the uh, the original the original set of uh, yeah. you know series the you know Roddenberry influenced uh, universe yeah so yeah yeah, yeah totally, totally I'm a big you. I'm a big sucker for Carl Urban I think ah. that guy's fantastic yeah so so yeah totally totally agree uh, I uh, I I do like I like Undiscovery uh, as well I think that that's one yeah. I can like binge watch you know awesome. yeah. a lot a lot of times cuz I think it's it's so good uh and then when it comes to the the 3 um uh, you know Into Darkness uh, it was so when it was coming out I just remember that there were so many things that people thought how this movie was going to be uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, so what I thought and what I believed, and it it totally turned out a lot different than than I thought <laughs> this movie was going to be. And uh, it was good. The only thing that uh, I'm disappointed 
in the Star Trek universe is that they didn't capitalize. You know, I'm a big merch guy. Uh, they they did not capitalize on merch when it came to these new movies. Yeah, that and was that was weird. that was the big the, that was the big thing that uh, that they could have they could have started with this. Um, you know, especially now knowing no we know now that now we've got uh, all these new series on. Uh, you know these uh you know on paramount plus that uh they could have taken those steps to you know get these get these old merch get the you know they're they're going now a little bit but it's more of you can't find you can't go to walmart or target to find them you always have to order everything but when it comes to the star trek and it's still a little disappointing because there's star wars toys on the shelves there's wwe you know (laughs) in this case uh toys on the shelves but there's no star trek basically you can't go in and walk in in a store you're gonna basically have to amazon it or or you know or or an entertainment earth or something like that with with when it comes to star trek toys so it's the only thing i'm disappointed about yeah but i mean star trek's a little more adult yeah i mean i I don't see too many (laughs) seven-year-olds Well, you know, looking for a Scotty action figure. But it is figure, geared but... towards adults who buy toys. Well, true, true. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah. The uh, the uh, dealers' rooms at conventions are oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, that, I think that's a big. That was a big thing for uh, conventions, and of course, the conventions last year. These dealers really, really hurt financially because of conventions being shut down. So sure. hopefully they can, hopefully they can pick it up, recoup. Hopefully they don't, and you know, knock on wood as a consumer that I'm hoping that they don't try to gouge, gouge all of us at the dealer rooms when these conventions uh, get back up and running again. Okay. Uh, so, cause it's, it's, it's difficult, but you know, I've, I've picked up personally picked up a few things. I've liking that. For example, the, uh, the uh, new Migos that they've got out, Migo action figures that, you know, reflect really? back in the sixties, the, the you know, there's all oh, kinds yeah. of cool ones that are, that are fun. Uh, you know, uh, so that's all cool, and they they they're running them in waves, which is which is which is nice. I I really am enjoying that as well. Huh. So, yeah. All right. Well, you know, uh, Jason and you know, if you guys don't mind, I think that might be a uh, fantastic point to uh, put on this episode. Um, I know you guys don't necessarily, you guys aren't, uh, you guys are just uh, fans, but not wrestlers, but. Uh, you know, what would you like to maybe say to the listeners of uh, RMP Radio about uh, the the wrestling uh, world and what kind of uh, thoughts and, uh, you know, wishes and desires that uh, you'd like the listeners of this podcast to do when it comes to that? Just keep supporting. Keep supporting, man. Go to Twitch and sign up for the Twitch and come to shows if you're in the area. Buy shirts. They're all over the internet. You know, just support these guys. Help them, help them keep going. Help them get bigger. And that's all I want. That's all I got to say. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I second that emotion as well. Just you know, uh, Jason and I, we don't uh, try to outwardly shame people who show up to RMP shows <laughs> with uh, WWE <laughs> merch. But it's like, hey man, they got a merch table right <laughs> over there. Go buy a shirt. Yeah. Support them. Yeah. When, get hurt if you can afford it throw 20 bucks at their GoFundMe. it's it's a community these guys aren't making a ton of money mm-hmm. or in a lot of cases any money whatsoever doing this they're doing it because they love it if you're into wrestling yeah it's not all about wwe and uh, the big guys check out your local scene you're gonna the stars of tomorrow is what everyone keeps saying and it's really true absolutely just have fun it's something Ask that uh 
you know, it's Jason and I, it's our favorite thing about living in a city like Denver, Denver in particular, just that we can get out of the apartment once in a while and, uh, and, uh, have a great time and yell and scream and boo and cheer and meet other great people. And, uh, and, uh, that's all I want. If you're into wrestling, check out the local guys, throw them your support. Throw them a Twitch subscription, buy a T-shirt. Yeah, and if you're not in Denver, wherever you are, man, there's got to be an indie mm-hmm. indie show somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally agree. All right. Well, uh, thank you uh, both once again for uh, doing this, and I will be uh, seeing you at the next show. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll see you next time, Artie. Thanks so much. Take it easy. Once again, a huge thank you to both Annie and Jason for coming on to this edition of RMP Radio and uh, allowing me to uh, combine both wrestling and Star Trek, which are great passions of mine. Now, uh, let's go ahead and remind you, like uh, Jason and Annie did here at the end, uh, we want to get tickets to uh, the next Rocky Mountain Pro show. Head over to uh, rmprestling.com, click on the events link. You'll be able to purchase tickets right there or uh, hit up the uh, Facebook page or the Twitter page. Or if you're uh, an Eventbrite user uh, through the app or the website, turn on that notification for Rocky Mountain Pro and you'll get notified when tickets get uh, posted there and you'll be ready to rock and roll when tickets are ready to for you to purchase now uh, before we get out of here let's pay some bills like they used to say back in the day want to get some uh, merchandise of your uh, favorite uh, rocky mountain pro superstars head over to rmprustling.com click on the merchandise link or if you're in amazon.com or the amazon app search for rocky mountain pro and you'll be able to search for all kinds of merchandise right there in that viewing or if you are so inclined hit up your favorite rocky mountain pro superstar Check to see if they've got a Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, Brain Buster Tees, What a Maneuver, and various other websites to, to purchase their merchandise. Goes well to uh, help those guys and gals out if you can do that. Now, you want to watch us, like we said, if you are not in the area or if you want to go back and watch all the great uh, programming that Rocky Mount Pro has to offer throughout the week and the archive, twitch.tv slash Pro. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you do get a Twitch subscription included in your membership. Or if you are not, which, gosh, who isn't these days? Or if you have one tied up uh, already, it's a nominal fee like $5.99 a month. Also, go to YouTube.com slash Rocky Mountain Pro. You'll see the uh, episodes uh, posted once they get uh, sliced down into uh, segments uh, from the viewing, from the Twitch recordings and, and such. Also, Fight.TV or the Fight Fight TV app on your phones or like the Roku device. And then always we want you to follow us. Everything does stem from the website RMP Wrestling. Dot com. Also on the social medias of the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. Two accounts I want you to follow. That's the first one is the Rocky MTN Pro. And once again, I'll phonetically spell that for you. That's the Rocky Mike Tango November Pro. And then also follow RMP on Twitch. Now I want to thank you all for supporting and listening to this edition of RMP Radio, where pro wrestling is elevated. <laughs> <laughs>